Hi, and welcome to Clamp. I'm your host, Adam Mackey. Joining me, as always, is the Grant Alexander. Hello. Grant Alexander, for some reason. And Molly Kurt. Hello. I don't know why I could not just get my head around calling you Grant rather than The Grant. Probably because I put my name as The Grant in the chat there. Yeah, that's the first thing you see. Just used to it, I guess. But anyway, boys, how's it going? How's What's everyone been up to? Grant, well, what have you been doing? I uh, released another video, two videos in a week. It's amazing. I've done Ooh. it. I'm hoping to get... So I had at the start of the year, I had a goal for myself to release. Uh, it was like a video every other week, but it, it didn't need to be every other week. So it was more uh, 26 videos. Mm-hmm. And I'm now at 12. So I just need to do a few more and I'll hit my goal. Um, of 26. <laughs> yeah. So it's just one more every single week for the rest of the year. And yeah. I'm good to go. Do you think uh, that's at all possible? Anything's possible. Meanwhile, you have a child that is being birthed in two weeks? Yes. All right. <laughs> well, so when the child is born, it's actually going to free up some time. You guys think it's going to go the opposite way, but it's actually going to free up some time. Because <laughs> no, I right know now, it's going to go the opposite way. <laughs> no, because r- right now, I... Uh, I used to spend the time between uh, like we'd put the our kid to bed and midnight would be like my time. Uh, but now I watch TV with my wife because we put the kid to bed and then he, he doesn't need our attention. And like right away, we can we can go and do something. Right. So me and my wife, we, we go and watch TV or whatever, and it's fine. Like, it's nice to spend some time with my wife alone. But it did eat away at the amount of time I had like editing videos. So by the time I'd finished, you know, my, you know, 10 o'clock or 10 30, when we were done watching TV, I wouldn't be in the same like headspace to like edit videos. And I would just watch videos instead, but I'm going to get that little hour back. And the year that my son was born, I actually put out a video every single week for that year. So wow. it, it might go back to that. We'll see. Hmm. And huh. and I was working then. I'm gonna have these seven months off, so I might be able to sneak some time here and there. Hopefully, I guess I don't fully understand how now versus after the child is born is gonna end up with more time. I feel like what you're saying is you're just gonna have Abby do all of the child care, and you're gonna spend more time making. Precisely, I think that's what you're saying. <laughs> well, during the he'll day, have free time because Abby's busy with the kid. Yeah, well, because there's some things I can't do physically speaking. Right. And those are the times that (laughs) I haven't, uh, but, and I'm not going to, these are just, (laughs) it's just not in me to give. Uh, So yeah, I I do feel like I'm going to have, it's going to be different time. It's not like I'll have more time to, but I'm also Mm. not going to be at work. So I'm sure you just said everything is possible, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, that I think actually I said anything. is possible. I think, I think that people have done that. No, really? I don't think they yeah. have. Look it up. I'm pretty sure it's happened. I don't well, want like, to look I'm that up. Have that power. <laughs> well, I won't get into that whole discussion because there's like trans <laughs> men might have that power. Yes. Right? 
So there's a Correct. trans man That's who not, has I think given birth. About. Okay. Yeah. Well, I put out the Cleaver video, so thanks again to Austin from the High Caliber Craftsman helping out. Of course, there were the random people who did some filming. Uh, much Morley was mainly the one, and Nick who uh, did it. So thank you to you guys. Um, yeah, it's uh, and that video has been doing okay. Um, you know, based on my Instagram taking off, I thought the video might do better, but it's not. <laughs> I love the video. Um, I just wanted to quickly say though, I didn't realize like how big Austin's background was of like his story of where he started and where he is now. Yeah. Um, yeah. If yeah, if you want to hear more about that, you should really check out because we make the latest episode with him because he tells his whole life story and it's very interesting. Hmm. Like starting a business at 15 years old. It's insane. Yeah. 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 He works hard. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know everyone's curious, so I'm just going to put it out there. Me- human male lactation is possible. It has been documented um, following starvation. Uh, men can start hmm. developing the hormones to lactate and also some other anecdotal times. So Grant, don't write it off. You just have to starve yourself. Yeah, like that's going to happen. Right before the baby comes. <laughs> anyway, next right. on the pregnancy podcast. <laughs> yeah. Marley, <laughs> um, do you have anything to say? Yeah, sure. I'll say some things. Um, yeah, so I... <laughs> on the pregnancy kind of, podcast? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing on that on that front. Okay. Um, but on the more making front... Um, I finally got back to the plywood fountain, which has a very long span of footage. I was working on that a bunch, like in the middle of the summer and then some other projects came up and I kind of put it to the side also. Cause it's, I, I find with like challenging projects like that, that require a lot of thinking between steps. It, I just take a while to do them. It was very similar to the mic stand. Um, it was like, each step, there was like a few days in between it. And this was when I had like all the time I wanted to make because there was just so many new decisions that I had to make. So it was very similar with this project. Um, so it is done. Um, however, it is not really working in the way that I envisioned it to. So I think with this project, I'm chalking it up as a very pretty, valuable learning experience. Um, really? There was, there was a couple things that kind of went wrong that um, – well, so I'll just – number one, I basically what it is is there's this plate that's at an angle that has this kind of like faux tiling on it made from various pieces of plywood that is in a basin. And I made the basin basically not wide enough. My original plan was actually to hang it on the wall, so I didn't want it to come out too far. And I quickly realized as I was making it that it would be way too heavy to hang on the wall. And so that really didn't end up mattering in the end. But because it's not very wide and the plywood tiles stick out enough that the water kind of splashes out a little bit. And essentially, even (laughs) after replacing the pump with a less strong pump, a little bit of water splashes out of it. I got it to like a pretty good point where if it were an outdoor fountain, it would be it would be great. Um, and I actually, for the end of the video, I set it up outside and yeah, like little splashes come out every once in a while, but for the most part, it's relatively self-contained. It would just get your floor wet over time if it were inside. 
Um, yeah. Sounds like it's going to be a shower fountain. <laughs> it could. It could be, yeah. Although our shower is pretty small. I don't know if we would want to yeah. add other objects into that. Um, Just put it, put it up high, and then this, the bit that comes out is actually your shower. There you go. That, that could be kind of cool. <laughs> and then the other thing is that – so after I did that, I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll, I'll give it to someone who has – a backyard and it's a really nice like zen fountain it makes a lovely sound it's i think it's really pretty but then i took out the plate and i saw that the plywood pieces are starting to come off of the plate and i think essentially what happened was i didn't coat it in enough epoxy so the water is getting into the seams and it's over time just delaminating the pieces of plywood from it and that was the point where i was like okay I have spent enough time on this project. This is going to be an awesome video, which it is. I, I'm hoping to have this video out by the time the podcast comes out. And I think it's, I think it's a really good video. Um, but I don't really want to spend any more time on it right now. I think I can make this fountain work really well in the future with everything I've learned. Uh, it would just take a decent amount of work rejigging it for now that I, I'd rather really not put the time into it. Um, Makes sense. So it's it's kind of a shame, but it was a very fun project. And um, fountains are one Wait. of those things that I kind of want to keep making and improving on. So definitely you, so experience. It looked really cool. The yeah. plywood, stacked plywood. Could you just repurpose it into a non-fountain? Just a, Oh, I was thinking of that. Like, I could hang it in my workshop for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. No, I could definitely do that. I think it, it would be like mm-hmm. a nice like acoustic – Panel if you hadn't if you hadn't coded it, it could have been a nice acoustic paneling. But now, well, like, why does coding it make it? Why does coding well, the, it make it? Because now you've put a hard surface over the top. It's probably going to bounce the sound off rather than absorb it. I, I don't think. really think that matters actually. With uh, so it would already be hard because it's plywood. But I think uh, it's the shape that more that shape that breaks up the sound waves for something like that, which would be more of the mm-hmm. effect versus then the yeah. The, but there would be some absorption there. Like wood is definitely more absorption absorbent for sure. Yeah, absorbent than epoxy. But hence so I'll do something with it. Yeah, yeah, I'll do something with it. But uh, I think for now it's uh, it's it has served its purpose. So look out for that video around the time this episode comes out. Maybe not um, the day it comes out. We actually just switched to a Tuesday to Saturday schedule at work because we started our classes, our fall courses. Uh, a lot of them run on Saturday because kids are out of school. So I won't really have my same Saturday, Sunday productivity. It's going to turn into like a Sunday, Monday productivity. Um, but that uh, those courses starting – has been really exciting the past few days. So as of this day we are recording, I just taught uh, the first intro to woodworking course with a group of 11-year-old boys, which was really fun. Um, we I got them started on the scroll saw, and they were cutting out their fun. initials, and they're really into it. I think they, they both have used power tools, and they had like a blast. And they're like, what? It's already time to go. Um, and <laughs> I didn't so cool. actually get to do a ton of instructing this summer because I was in a more managerial position. Although I did, especially at the beginning of the summer, have a was super hands on in the open workshop just because we weren't <laughs> most of the staff wasn't ready to lead an open workshops. But once they got to that point, I kind of stepped back to focus on like the rest of my job. 
so it's fun now that I'm going to be able to get to do that. And we have some cool projects planned for them. Um, but that is, it's, it's fun. And I'm, I'm definitely excited every Wednesday night. It's going to be, it's going to be a blast for the next 10 weeks. So yeah, that's been a, that's been my week. What have you been up Ooh. to Mr. Mackie? Well, I finally cut my first cutting board on the CNC. It, it's Should really I, good. It looks cool. awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Came up really nice. Um, I see so you went for a, a juice, juice groove on the cutting board number one, just showing Vincent that, hey, I can do it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the whole point of using the CNC and everything was that I wanted to be able to do the juice groove and, and do inlays and stuff. So um, I didn't record anything because it was just a test to make sure everything's going to work out right. But now that I know it works, I'm going to make another cutting board um, for a mate and actually make a video on how to do it, how to do the juice groove and, and all that sort of stuff. Um but yeah, I'm pretty happy with how it came out. It was it was a big learning curve on how to do the inlays and stuff because originally I wanted to do a wooden inlay, um, but I'm I just not there yet with like my skill level. So I opted to go with an epoxy inlay, um, which was actually like really fun and I think came out a little bit nicer than than a wooden inlay anyway because it, I think there's a lot more customization customization there. Yeah, and I mean, cutting out that Bronco in wood and then inlaying it would be probably really difficult, I'm assuming. Yeah, I know I know how to do it. It's just trying to get the, um, what's the word? the Like the computer side of it done. Right. So essentially what you would do is a V, like do a V pocket and then a V, um, whatever the open, like whatever the inlay is. So you right. don't really need the, the profiles to match perfectly because the V is going to feel. Oh, that's like, so smart. It just won't go down all the way, but it's just trying to work out. Yeah. I know you can do it in easel pretty easily, but trying to work out how to do it in fusion and all that sort of stuff, yeah. because easel is fine for like a one-time project, but I want this to be easily changeable to different things like different logos and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. Or lettering. To work out, yeah. Because, like, say with Fusion, I can just go back to the original file, go into the like the text, double click on it, change the text, and that changes the whole thing. I don't have yeah. to just make a new SVG and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, but I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty happy with how it came out. And yeah. well, you could also—I don't know if uh, you've thought about this, but you could also just export. You could do that in Fusion and then export that as an SVG and bring it into Easel. I have seen that that as well, yeah. So that probably will have to be the route that I need to go down because mm-hmm. I just don't think it's really feasible with Fusion to do the way I want. Um, unfortunately, I think with Fusion, they don't really like. It, I don't know. It's not made. Fusion's not made to be, to work with CNCs. It's made to work with like bigger machines, not like a home CNC. Oh, okay. So they're not. They don't have the, really the capacity that I need. So I might have to go down that route, but I don't know. I'll see how I go. But yeah, so I was thinking about it today is I want to make two two cutting boards to make a video with. So I'm going to make a video doing pretty much what I did with the Bronco and then another one with multiple colors. So like the, um, so I'd make like a file to cut out the Bronco and then a file to cut out the main after I've poured the first epoxy and then a file to cut out the actual body, like the head, to put a different color epoxy and all that sort of stuff. So, so like two nice. videos get out of that, which would be cool. Nice. And then, yeah, um, 
and I'm back at the gym. I'm so happy. I'm officially back at the gym. Four months I worked out. It's been since I was last at the gym, since I did anything. My my wife and I literally have eaten takeaway every day for like four months. So, take what yeah. every day? Pretty much, yeah. Wow. Not like not like McDonald's every day, but like pretty much buying food, like hot chips from off the road or something, like every day. Wow. Yeah. For so how's it, how was it? How was the first day back? It was actually like it was good. Like I loved it, but I just wasn't as sore as I thought I would be. Nice. I don't know why I'm saying that. Like it's a downer. <laughs> it's yeah, a that sounded thing, like, like a big downer. Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't know. I, I didn't feel like I expected it to. Like I, I feel like I didn't even take time off, nice. which I guess is kind of a good thing. But I I don't know. It wasn't as exciting as I thought. It was just like, oh yeah, I'm here. I know what I'm doing, which cool. I think is good. In yeah, saying that, awesome. I, I definitely, like, I know I've put a lot of weight back on, but I've lost a lot more muscle mass than I thought I did. Um, mm. You know, I, I used to I used to bench easily 30, 40 kilos, well, dumbbells, so one in each hand, and now I'm down to, like, 25 each, which mm. was um, a big sort of wake up to realize how unfit I've gotten in the last four months. So are you still confident that you're – at least a top contender for the $10,000 prize. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I do. I, um, so in saying that I've changed my getting back into my healthy lifestyle that I was in before, um, looking into what I'm, what I want to do meal wise. I know what I need to do meal wise to win, but I just want to change it up a little bit to make it a little bit easier. So that means like meal prepping once every fortnight, 20, 28 meals, um, so like lunch and dinner for every single day mm. and all that sort of stuff, get it all in the freezer and everything. But I haven't really done that before. So it's something I need to look into of how I want to do it. Um, and yeah, but so usually with these $10,000 challenges, it's free if you remember, but they've added a $40 fee because um, there's a limit of how many people can do it due to coronavirus and like this, we still have some lockdowns here right. and everything. And so many people are like, I'm not paying 40 bucks for something I know I'm not going to win. So like the the pool of people is just getting lower and lower. And I'm like, I know what to do to win. I reckon I can do it. I've already been car shopping and everything. Nice. <laughs> now you'll, you'll only be competing against people who think they can do it. But those people were already going to be in no matter what. It's just, you know, it's just taking up. Yeah. Well, what, so yeah. one of the people that is doing it is one of my mates um, that I met at the gym. Like we're friends on Instagram and talk all the time and stuff. And like, he's already muscly enough that he, I just don't think he could change as much as I could. Like I have a lot more that I can change. He's already like, he worked out the whole time during lockdown and everything. So like he's already pretty fit. There's not really much more for him to go in the challenge sense. Like he, He's more going to be building muscle and stuff, but hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, good luck. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so excited. So in saying that, yeah, I pretty much spent the last week just trying to get back into the grind of things and back in, back into where I was before lockdown. Actually, before yes. coronavirus altogether, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had that first lockdown that went for a bit didn't get to go to the gym and then I sort of like never really got back into it. So yeah, you were doing a really good job. I really was. (laughs) But I mean, in saying that I, 
I'm fitter and I'm stronger than when I first started. Mm-hmm. My weight's probably just back to where it was when I first started. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. But so, yeah, so what kind of things are you doing to try and get yourself back into that grind? I think just the motivations there again. I mean, I think this challenge is really helping. Um, the other day, when I say the other day, I mean yesterday, I was at work and I walked past um, this hot food place that I always used to buy food from every time I, it was pretty rare that I went to where they are. So every time I went there, I would always buy something and I'm walking past and I'm like, I really want to get something. And then I'm thinking and I'm like, no, like you need to win this challenge. And the challenge doesn't even start for another week and a half. I'm like, I need to win this challenge. Well, that was my thought too. (laughs) But I was like, no, like, you know, but it's not even about the money anymore. Like, like I've decided I'm going to buy a new car and I'm like, I need that car. Like I, I need to get this done. I need to change my body. I need to get back to where I was. Like I, I'm so unhappy at the moment. I'm so tired every single day cause I'm just eating crap and, mm. and just need to get back into it. And I think that the challenge is definitely a big motivation to getting me back into it. But also my wife has been really um, like supportive in the sense of like, she knows that I need like what I need to get back into it. So she's really been pushing me to, to eat better and, and stuff in the last couple of days, which has been really good. So we'll get to support people in a second, but I think I want to go back to the kind of setting goals. But yes, I think that's something that we can talk about a little bit more about yeah. how they can help get you back motivated and, you know, like the, sure. the, Putting out a video yeah. a week is something I did. My goal, I had a goal, 26 videos in the year. And I lost track of that goal very early on in the year. So now, I, it's when you set goals, you have to set a goal that is you in your a control. Realistic, a realistic It's got to be, of course, it's got to be realistic. Yeah. But it's also got to be in your control. Smart, right? measurable, actional, realistic. And what does T stand for? Timely. Or time bound. There we go. Smart yeah. goals. Right. Hmm. And then I've you get double and triple smart. Yeah. Um, so specific is, is obviously important because a lot of – but it can be not as important. I was about to say specific – yeah. Specific can be hindering. If you say I want to lose – Depends on how you lose, use it. But my point is that you, you could say – I want to lose 30 kilos within the next three months, which is doable if you work your ass off. It's very hard to do, but it's it's not really a realistic goal. You, should, you shouldn't really be saying, I want to lose 30 kilos in this time. It should be, I want to lose, like I want to be in a comfortable place where like I'm feeling stronger and better. And, you know, like setting setting something that specific is really hard because when, when you don't reach that 30 kilos, like even if you reach 28 kilos, right. you're going to be devastated. So this is where I was trying to go with this. Is it, It's not about setting the goal that is 30, 30 kilos in three months sounds, isn't the goal. It should be like, I'm going to work out every day in three months. I'm going to Ex- eat. Exactly. Eat healthy five days out, five out of seven days a week, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Like set yeah. goals that are that make sense that you will actually get towards something, and that are within a lot your of control, people. right? Exactly, exactly. Something you can have control over because 
losing weight, you you don't have control over that. Yes, you have control of I eat healthy, I eat this much, but you don't know like how much your body is going to lose. Right. You, there's no calculation for that. Um, and I don't mean to keep coming back to the gym stuff, but you know, like you could say I want to lose thirty kilos, but no matter what you do, there's no guarantee. Like you can't say, all right, if I eat this every day and I work out this much every day, I'm going to lose 30 kilos. That doesn't work that way because right. the more weight you lose, that changes how your body reacts to things. And Of course. And yeah, so but this is where a lot of people talk about a specific goal. Like I want to get to a million subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. Right? But getting you can't control how you get there. Exactly. So that's why but, I want to put out X number of videos. I control how many videos I put out. Exactly. Yeah, that's um that's a really good point. I um my so my current goal weight wise at the moment is to get back to where I was. I don't have a time frame for that. Just that's where I want to get. And once I get back to where I was, um, weight wise, I know I just said not to be like that, but but I'm not saying I want to lose thirty kilos in thirty months. I'm saying I want to lose the amount of kilos I've put back on whenever. And then once I get to there that's when I'll start thinking about what, where I want to go after that. But I think that is a good thing to think about as well is not, I want to get to a million views. I want, I don't want to have a million subscribers by the end of the year. I want to get to a million subscribers one day. Great. So that's like, I wouldn't even call that a goal, right? It's like, aspirations. Yeah. And that's where a lot, cause it, it, a goal like that isn't, I don't know, but okay. Let's not go down that route too far, but I want to say something else about goals and that's milestones along the way Mm -hmm. so that you stay on track because a lot of people can set a goal and it seems very easy to attain or whatever, but along the way, like I did with the videos, I set the goal and at six months of June, I should have looked at it and gone, what do I need to do to hit the goal I set for myself? Right, I should have had milestones. I should have said, at the six month mark, I should have twelve to thirteen videos out. Right. Yeah. Instead, at the six month mark, I had like six. <laughs> right. So, you know, by by having something to measure in your time period that you've picked within that like time bound, uh, you should be picking things that allow you to change your plan so that you can adjust and make sure that you can actually reach this. And if your goals becomes unattainable, then change it. Don't be afraid to change your goal. Well, it's like, um, you know, we all do that at work, right? You check in with people, you see how things are going, you change course if necessary. And that's something Mm -hmm. that I've been trying to bring more into my own projects and my own work is treating it more like a job. And I find that that takes some of the mystery and the anxiety out of it is being like, okay, like this is what I have to do to get this done, like checking in with myself. And it also like, it makes the quality control and like the quality levels a little more reasonable. It's like, if I make something at work, like, yes, I want it to be very good, but I maybe don't have the same standards of perfection as I would if I was doing it for myself or my, my own channel. But if I'm, if I have that sort of like, I'm on the clock sort of mentality, then it's like, okay, this is this, I'm ready to put this out. And now I'm ready to start working on the next thing to get better versus putting all this extra effort that maybe doesn't have a good return on investment. 
Yeah. Because like every hour you spend on editing a video, every single hour extra doesn't get the same results. Like the first hour you'd spend, you make a much better video than if you had just dumped all your footage in, right? Mm, the yeah. second hour you refined it even more. And the third hour it's diminishing returns, right? And well, so at so one it's, point- it's kind of- Sorry, go on. Go ahead. Finish your thought. No. I was, I was going to say- Oh, boy. <laughs> Grant, finish your thought, then I'll talk. I was going to say, it's diminishing report returns, and at one point, your video is not going to get much better. So just move on to the next one and take the lessons you've learned. Yeah. Right. So I was I was thinking about this um, today, and I mean, a bunch of people in the Makers on Zoom Having Coffee group have recently, like, been very, very kind to me in complimenting um, my hybrid caliber camp video, which like did not go unheard. Like it was incredibly kind and it was a huge motivator and boost. So thank you everyone who complimented me on that video. And I, I was thinking like, I, I do spend a lot of time editing and like that video was only six minutes long. Maybe it was a little over six minutes and it took me like a long time to edit, but I don't think any of that time that I spent was wasted time. So like when you Grant, when you talk about like putting extra time editing into a video, I we've talked about our editing processes before. And I don't really one especially when I'm editing to the music, I don't really go back to an earlier spot in the video to start changing things and refining. I'll spend a lot of time on each uh, each segment as I move forward. But once mm-hmm. I finish that segment, that's kind of, that's pretty much set in stone. I might make small adjustments or replace a clip or something earlier on. But I, fi- I, I'm, I feel like I've gotten to a point where like I kind of have my editing process down and it just – a lot of times it just takes a while. Um, but what I have found too is that there's time when I should spend an hour editing and there's time when I should spend an hour doing something else because that will not be the most efficient hour of my time. Right. Um, in the morning for me is really good editing like after dinner – right before bed, but sometimes like more middle of the day is not the best time for me to edit. But you could spend another hour color grading. You could spend 17 more hours, you know, adjusting white balance and all these things that I don't even talk about, don't know about anything. Like you could spend days trying to make a video look and feel and adjust volume settings so subtly and stuff like that. Like you could download the stems for the song to get the oh, I do to that. adjust the and bass think, and stuff. Let me l- l- quick little um, tip or take it for what you want. When like on Epidemic Sound or other music services where you can download stems, that is super helpful. And I do this sometimes when you're when you want to like end a song early. So like the end of the song doesn't mm-hmm. coincide with the end of the video. I did this in the high caliber camp video. I downloaded just the guitar stems and then towards the end of the video, I cut out everything else and it was just, just guitar and it made for a really clean finish. Mm, so interesting. little detail like that for my style of video, I love doing. Um, <laughs> but I totally hear what you're saying in terms of all the other details. Something where I think the time I've wasted a lot of time doing this is trying to refine a thumbnail that is not great to begin with. And I think what you forget a lot of times when you're making a thumbnail is that it's literally a thumbnail. It's very small. So how the exact positioning of things and everything else doesn't matter as much as 
the big picture. Like I, I, when I make thumbnails, I've been trying to zoom out a lot, like make my canvas tiny on my screen and squint my eyes and being like, okay, like, does that look attractive? If not, maybe right. I shouldn't worry so much about the exact, am I using the semi-bold narrow version of my font or am I using the, <laughs> the semi-bold regular? <laughs> maybe exactly. that's not as important. People that use like a small font and then don't even realize that once you put it as a thumbnail, you can't even read it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for it took a, me a ages long time, I was I hated the font I was using, and the only way I could get something that you could read was like putting like a fake background on the like behind it, and I hated it, and I hated the way it looked. But I was like, that's the only way I can make it work. And then I finally found like how to outline letters, and then it was a lot easier. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing. For sure. Sometimes when you use MS Paint, it's just not the best. <laughs> <laughs> Hmm. So, I I I really need to no, get back into the. Well, I was going to say, speaking speaking of um, editing videos, I really need to get back into the grind of editing videos. I have yeah. um, two and a half videos recorded, and I just haven't been around to really being in six. the mood to edit. Yeah, I have at least Ooh, six videos on. recorded. Well, there you go. So you only insane. need six more. Yeah, I know. This is the part why it's within my control. Because yeah. I've got videos <laughs> recorded. I just need to edit them. And editing them is like, if I need to, I can. I can. Mm. If I need to edit, I can edit. I get it myself with like all worked up in my head. But that's a whole nother problem that I have. <laughs> but okay. So we talked about like setting goals, setting milestones. And we, I wanted to bring it back to you. You talked about your wife supporting you. And I wanted you to go... Talk about that a little bit more because I think that's a big part about getting back into the grind that people often overlook is that you often need support from other people. For sure. I mean, so specifically the gym thing, because that's what my wife's been supporting me on lately. She hasn't really, she doesn't really care too much about the woodworking side of stuff. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I, I don't care, whatever. But so with the gym sort of stuff, you know, she's like, you know, talking to me about like, what do you want to do about food and, and meals and, and, you know, do this and, and, and do this and do that. And, and I went to the gym on Monday and I'm like stressing out thinking like, I really need to start eating better because like, you know, as I said, we've been eating like shit and like, and all that. And she messages me while I'm at the gym and says, Hey, go to the shop after and buy like all these like healthy frozen meals. And just doing that, like, I, you know, I was, driving to the shop and I'm like, hey, you know what? Like I actually am excited to like try and do this properly and, and get the frozen meals and stuff. And, and just in doing that, like it's just made me want to go further with it and make my own meals and, and meal prep and, and all that sort of stuff. Whereas last time it was, I would cook every single meal and it just got to a point where it was so overwhelming because every time I just had to think like, how am I going to have time to cook this or make this and, and all that sort of stuff. And, and, yeah, just doing that has really made me realize how easy I can make it on myself if I put in a little bit of effort. Mm -hmm. so. So, Morley, you yes, obviously sir. have Eden, and yes. I'm guessing she's very supporting. <laughs> but I'd like to hear what you have to say. And yeah. How she can give you support in getting back into the grind. Yeah, she's incredibly supportive. Um, I'm very, very lucky. Um, and we, we, we try to be 
you know, I try to be very supportive of her as well. Um, mm-hmm. So this is, this is something we've kind of been grappling with recently in our relationship, which is um, we spent some longer times apart when she was studying abroad and some trips and they've been really, really hard, um, especially on her. And as we've like been together for longer, it's, we've gotten better at it. And I think something we're coming to realize is like, we can be, we are okay on our own for those periods of time now. And now we're trying to be really intentional about telling the other person like, Hey, you want to do this thing. Um, that's kind of like a once in a lifetime opportunity. Like go do it. I'll be here when you come back. Right. I'm not going anywhere. So go do that and have that experience because that's really, really important. Um, which is an awesome place to be in. Um, mm-hmm. It's very rare that we're like resenting one another for going to do something. Um, and we try to help each other with um, our own creative work. Like I, I mean, it helps that we went to school together and we spent four years reading each other's essays and um, <laughs> making comments and editing them and proofreading and stuff. But also like I ask Eden about thumbnails when I make them. Um, and she's my camera person sometimes, which is really useful. Um, I've become a pretty good director and so she can just hold it and I'd be like, stand here, film this. I want this sort of look go. And she, that's the hardest thing. Being a camera person. No, trying to direct someone to get a shot. Oh, I've become really good at it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I need to take some notes on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. More for just with my wife. Do you get Abby to be your camera person ever? Yes, I definitely have. Um, It's difficult. Yes, I Because I have like a a vision in my head. And I don't know how to tell someone else to get that vision. And even sometimes I'm like, okay, I'll just do the action I want you to do. Just pretend, like, watch this and do this with the camera, right? And then it's, I don't know, like, like you can't do it because you're not actually watching, you know. It's it's impossible to show it because I need you to follow this saw or something. And it's like, well, if I could could hold the camera and do the motion myself, I wouldn't need your help. But, uh, right, so I can't show it. It's just really difficult to get your, your, your thought process out. But, uh, it, yeah, I have asked her in the past, if she wants a Christmas sweater video, which I might mention mm-hmm. at the end, um, that she filmed the opening scene, which was actually, I thought really good that I, yeah, that, I remember that it was like a big out. zoom into the, the thing. Yeah. And that's, I wish I could get her involved more often, but it's, you know, there's kids and stuff and makes it difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've, I've also had my wife try and film a couple of things and I know exactly what you mean. And like, you could literally just show her exactly what you want done and it just never comes like the understanding. I think, I think the difference is that we know a little bit of what we're doing. So we know oh, how the camera works. Yeah. You know You know how the camera works enough to know what you need to do. But from an outsider's point of view, it, it's weird. Like I think a lot of makers are probably in the same boat where if you're a maker, you generally are pretty handy at doing a range of things. Like 
I tend to pick up and learn things very quickly. And it's weird to think that there are people out there that just can't. Mm-hmm. Not not trying to bag my wife. That's not, that's not what I'm getting at. I'm just getting at, like, there are people out there that just, they just can't do things. And it's crazy for me to think that, like, like I think cutting a cutting board, a, a rectangle cutting board out of a piece of wood, I'm like, this isn't hard at all. But there are people out there that generally would have no idea how to do that. Yep. Mm-hmm. But they have other skills, so I don't want to like yeah, d- to say sure. things that, that I definitely probably couldn't do. Like, yeah, it, I don't. So I know I work with some people that I don't know. I couldn't name one of their skills, but I'm sure they have some. Um, boom! Take that, people who never listen to those podcasts, and I didn't mention my name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But so when it comes to support people, like my wife is very supportive in. Basically, like allowing me to, like right now, do things like this. Like, yeah. but, and, and I feel like the podcast is the thing that we have, like, almost never left, lost the grind. It's been a grind every week. We, yep. You know, a nice routine. Yeah. And I, you know, you have to have support from people to be able to do this kind of stuff. For sure. Like, you know, um, I'm pretty lucky in the sense that I can edit the podcast and everything at work, but taking two hours out of our week doesn't seem like much, but it is when it is at crucial times when, you know, you, you want to spend time with your wife. And like, for me, it's the middle of the day. My son's about to wake up from his nap. You know, my wife has to look after the kids by herself and, and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, support people have to make big sacrifices for us to do what we want to do as well. Right. Yeah. Speaking of routine, I think that's something that has been, that has allowed me to get back to the grind this fall. I think the last six months have just been such a disruption in my routine. It was learning a new job and then learning another new job and then learning another new job. (laughs) The second of which working at camp involved many, many hours uh, throughout the week. But now that I feel like I've been here long enough to be like semi-comfortable, even though I'm still learning a ton of new things every day, it gives me some mental space to feel like, okay, I'm going to put aside work for today and now I'm going to go do this and I can, you know, strategize my days a little easier, um, which you know, I think I'm sure everyone goes through. Like I'm still obviously young <laughs> and once you start working a job more regularly, it's like once and you're getting comfortable and you're like, Oh, this is really nice. I can like actually, you know, find time a little easier and just be a little less anxious, which is very helpful for being more productive outside of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, um, talking about work and stuff made me, made me think that I think having people depend on you as well, is really helpful in keeping yeah. motivated and, and sticking to the grind. I mean, if I was doing this podcast by myself, I probably would have given up by now, but I don't want to let you yeah. guys down that I'm always here every, well, unless I'm really busy, but I'm always here every week because I don't want to let you guys down. So right. having that dependence, I think is really helpful. And I, yeah. when I think about podcasting, I think of like Dave Swiduck and doing adventures and creativity, yeah. and all the different things he's doing. And I just go, if I were him, I would have given up by now just because I'm doing it by myself. Like, 
that yeah. takes a lot of like like staying power stamina like willpower i don't know i don't know what to call it like drive i guess is probably the best thing so he's got a lot of drive by sticking to doing this thing like even if you're continuing to grow even if you're huge like it takes a lot to continue to grow like there's so many like adam me and you were in this discord with uh like 40 other people and now three people post like they were 40 people in there were pretty active like to the point where people were every week saying this discord is too active i can't keep up and and we were telling like i kept saying like you don't have to read every message that's not what discord's about (laughs) but whatever um I i actually opened that up the other day and saw there was like someone no one had posted in like a month and i'm Okay, this isn't really that active anymore. I just left the group. I'm no. Because I get notifications all the time. and It was just annoying me having the notifications because I never looked at it. Oh, yeah. Um, so it was a uh, it was a group that me and Adam uh, met in. It was the up-and-coming makers. Um, and it's, it's an amazing to me. The gall to call yourself up-and-coming. <laughs> that was someone else made the thing up. We had yeah. even like fun little – so we have like – I have a video playlist called the Up-and-Coming Mallets. And yeah. we had the Beer Caddy Showcase where we yeah. had a bunch of different people. So There was a it was like hanger a, one. Yeah, there was. That, that, that only I made a video for. I made a video for it. Or no, only you made a video for. I made the I made the um, playlist. Ah, but, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was um, a fun group, and then but so when I talk about that, I'm talking about staying power. So many of those people have not had the will or whatever, like or got busy or did other things, and a lot of them. Austin was actually in that group too, and so was uh, just my DIY. Yep. Um, and Andy Pew. But anyways, the a lot of them have pretty much left the group because nobody else is in there. Uh, and Richard yeah. was in there too, the original original third wheel. The original um, Morley. <laughs> yeah, the original Morley. Who are you calling a third uh, wheel? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, a lot of those people like and they a lot of them left right as they got monetized, I noticed. Right? Oh. A lot of people got monetized and then stopped making videos and I, like they were constantly talking about like how do I get monetized got to get my got to get my once they got monetized they're like this is it this is all i make <laughs> or, or and the problem is they had the they set that goal and they didn't have right. another one mm, yes right and so they finally hit it and then they went huh what do i do now so you got to think it takes a lot to keep making videos to keep making podcasts to keep making Everything. That just, that just made me realize, you know, I, I watch a lot of like bigger YouTubers and stuff and they're always like, oh, I can't wait, like get me to this like 40 mil, you know, subscribers and all this stuff. And it's only just occurred to me that they're probably doing that for themselves to keep that drive of having somewhere to get to. You know, because, right. yeah. they, you know, they've done the monetization, they've got their silver play button, their gold play button. They're, so like they're at that point where like they need something that's going to keep them pushing forward to to grow something. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at Jeff Bezos, right? It's like he is the richest person in the world, and he 
constantly needs to find highs, like makes this yeah. the largest yacht in the world, flies to space. It, it just kind of shows you that like you can be a billionaire and not really be happy. It's just Money they got to keep happiness. finding the next thing. But I'd rather go yeah. in a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's um. Let's move on. I think unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about. No, let's do it. I, I, cool. I think we've grinded away on that enough. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I think I'm first. I, wanna, I found. Uh, oh, then, what? What? First, I want to thank our Patreon supporters. Jeez, okay. Molly. Who's the host? Thank you to Brent Jarvis from Clean Cut Woodworking, who is our F clamp level. F level clamp. That doesn't sound right. F clamp. F clamp. F clamp level. Level supporter. Uh, top tier supporter. Uh, anyone who follows us on Patreon gets access to the pre show and after show and a keychain made by our one and only, one and only. Morley Kurt. I tried to say Morley yes, and sorry. only at the same time. Um, if you'd like to support us on Patreon, so you can go to patreon.com forward slash clamp. And we have a few tiers there. Every tier gets access to, to all those things. Um, if you don't want to follow us on Patreon, uh, leave us a review on iTunes. I, can you leave reviews anywhere? I've always been confused by that. Would I think can, it depends on the platform. Yeah, there's That's a lot what I'm of platforms. What, so there are other platforms because I thought it was only iTunes. No, so there's Podcast Addict and I think uh, Stitcher. No, Stitcher or... doesn't, I don't think. Sirius XM Radio? I can't remember. Mm. One I've of always, the other I've, ones does. Yeah, I've always been hard, um, found it hard to find reviews. Anyway, uh, yeah, leave us a review or share the show to someone who you think might like it. It's yes. funny like how like podcasting is so mainstream now but i feel like the way it's distributed is still very primitive like there's yeah, it's, sure. it's it's still kind of a strange thing mm-hmm. that ha- it just doesn't work as seamlessly as other forms of media and, yeah. and that's good i think that's a good thing and we can have an entire topic about this but i think it's good because it's the only one that has organic growth and isn't mm-hmm. Based on an algorithm, right? Yeah, it's a good point. I think one of the biggest things, though, is that it's it's audio. Like, it's there's no visual to push something. You know, like like YouTube, for instance, you have all this visual to push that product to you. Yeah, and it's push, also Eden and I, long format. Eden and I had yeah. this exact conversation, but about music in the modern era. And I think Grant is right; it is a, a good topic for a future episode. Definitely. Um, and say that. Then let's move on to our recommendations. All right. I said in the pre-show. Now you can go first. Interrupt. (laughs) I said in the pre-show. Sorry, what? um, (laughs) I said in the pre-show. That's right. um, I'm going to cut it out. (laughs) I. Anyways, my claim this week, I think I've shouted out this person before, but. um, I'm pretty sure you have. Because he keeps popping up in my feed and he makes he has, takes number one he takes really really good pictures which uh is a good prerequisite for a good instagram account uh and yeah just does is currently doing really cool topography um cool. work on the cnc as well as some just like beautiful signs and, and other stuff in general 
uh, and that is 42.pursuit. Um, don't know what the person's name is, but he has a really cool feed and makes lots of cool projects. I think I have his name's Gavin. Him. All right, Gavin. I, how did you find that? I didn't see it. It literally says at the top of his. He's, oh, yeah. It's above everything else. Gavin. His Instagram is Gavin at 42.pursuit. I, I just, you know. <laughs> It's that psychological effect when you don't see anything that's right in front of you. Um, I think I first learned of him during the Rockler desk challenge because he made this desk that has like a rail in the front where you can you can attach an overhead rig to it and film mm. stuff on the ground, which is like such a nifty idea. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's a really cool He's- account. Uh, it, it gives me Dom Rico Bean vibes, who I've shouted out before. I think he's his latest video where it's a CNC video is probably inspired by him. No shade to that. Cause you know, we all get inspired by stuff, but I really like that vibe and that aesthetic. So I would suggest checking him out. Cool. He has a really big Oreo. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I am going to, uh, clamp and date, uh, Dean Duplantis. Um, one, he's just an awesome guy, but uh, he's also putting on a little uh, Christmas maker toy drive. And what he wants from people is he wants you to make an ornament, not a toy, make an ornament. He buys a toy and gives it to charity. Most charities don't accept, uh, at least most charities I've tried to donate to, don't accept handmade toys. They only accept store-bought toys. Has to be in which, packaging. Yeah, it has to be, yeah. and it has to be in packaging. I don't because uh, there's so many bad people in the world. That's why. Yeah, bad people. Screw those bad people. Mm. Uh, anyways, he's doing a toy drive. Everyone, you as long as you make an ornament and send it to him, he will donate a toy. So we're trying. The hashtag is bankrupt Dean, yeah. right? For charity, bankrupt Dean for charity. Um, also, he put out a cool video of uh, cool tom- tombstones made on the CNC. So you should go uh, check that video out. So I'm doing a two for this week. <laughs> I, st- I, I really want to make one. Um, and I've been struggling to think of what I want to make. But after seeing Vincent's today of like the miniature cutting board. Don't, don't you I, dare. I really like the uh, I really like that wheelhouse of making something miniature. So I think that's what I'm going to do. I just don't know what miniature yet. I'm so, I'm my, so my miniature one wasn't good enough. Correct. I liked Vincent's but better. Did you make that or was that made from before? I made it. No, like did you did you make a new one? Yeah. Or did you send Oh, okay. Um yeah, I'm very devastated that Vincent beat me because I too am making a mini cutting board. <laughs> Although I'm doing it I'm gonna do it a little bit different. Of to, course. to what he's done, so yeah, mine's gonna have a juice I, groove, and I I think Morley, <laughs> you should make something that is distinctly Morley but miniature, obviously. Yeah, yeah, that, that's what I want to do. I'm just trying to figure out what it what it will be. Like a carved leather belt, distinctly Morley. That's not uh, distinctly Morley. That's so. What, do you, what do you do? Like a, a mini, like a mini um, diary, but like with a leather yeah. cover. Oh, that's Le- kind of cool. Leather. Leather, Actually, leather my clothing. my grandma had this collection of miniature books, which were so cool, and that would that would be kind of fun to make. That's a, not a bad idea. Yeah, a miniature Art Deco style three D puzzle box. Yeah, 
I could well I could just scale down the model and just print one. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was just more joking. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Somebody pressing hit their hit their microphone. Sorry. Guess who? I was his name. I was changing Latim Gracky. <laughs> I was changing my clipmendation back because Grant changed it. Um, my clipmendation. I bought a new tool this week, and I'm stoked with it. And that is a truck saw, not a whack saw. A truck saw. Um, it was like the cheapest one I could find. It was like two hundred bucks. Um, so not not one of these fancy fez tool things, but it is amazing. The like. It works completely different to a circular saw. The blade actually spins the opposite direction to a circular saw. I think. Really? I no feel way. Like it does. I feel like when I looked at it, it looked backwards. That would be unsafe. I don't. I doubt it. This is wait. So circular saw cuts. Spins I need to bring up a pitch. Up. Like towards the towards the plate away right? from so it's you. Pushing it's pushing them. Yeah, it's well. It depends how you're oriented. It's pushing the material into the plate the same way a table saw pushes the material into the table. Okay, stop. Stop hitting your microphone. Just talk about your trash saw. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking up a picture. Um, oh no, a circular saw does go that way. Okay, no, it doesn't go backwards. But anyway, yeah, I got a track saw, and I'm I'm very happy with it. I've only made like four cuts with it, but it's an amazing amazing tool and i I mean as i said it it wasn't really any more expensive than the miter saw that i have uh, sorry than the circular saw that i have and it works good so yeah yeah what's the brand name on that one uh what was it i don't remember i have a picture of you somewhere while you find that i we're looking to get one at work because um well for our epilogue laser it has a 12 by 24 inch bed so we take sheets of big sheets of cardboard and five by five sheets of Baltic birch plywood. And Mm -hmm. we have this circular saw jig that we use to cut it up uh, into 12 inch wide strips. And then we take it to the miter saw and we cut it into 24 inch lengths. Um, It's not very efficient and we need a better system for it. Um, I was actually looking, I I think we should invest in the Craig adaptive cutting system because Mm -hmm. we could just set up a station for that and go. It's, it's just pretty expensive. Um, because for a business though, I think it's, it's good. I agree. I'm trying to convince yeah. the director of that. <laughs> what I mean, with Festool and that you have a lot better warranty and lifetime warranty and all that stuff. I think, don't you? True. Yeah. Um, so the brand is Bayer, B-A-Y-E-R. Um, hmm. I don't know if that's anywhere else in the world, but yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with it. And, and I came to the realization that I don't really need a table saw anymore because it's pretty rare that I do repeated table saw cuts. Um, I'm definitely keeping my table saw and I want to make like a sled for it for doing grooves and stuff. But mm-hmm. when I just need to cut down like a sheet of plywood and stuff, it's definitely going to be a lot easier just to pull out the truck saw. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I just want to put this out here. Morley, you've done six leather belt videos. Really? Yeah. Right. So when well, I said, I, I feel like a leather belt is is a morally thing, you're like, no, it's not. I'm like, well. Maybe I just don't want it to be a morally thing. I think that's it. <laughs> that's, that's enough videos for it to have its own playlist. You're right. Hmm. You're not right. Um, oh, okay. Does someone want to quickly... You've also check? done six 
leather bullet or leather journal covers videos. So no, I've done some leather journal covers and some leather bound journals. Uh, I search for cover. So you got a notebook cover, notebook cover, journal cover, cover for a bullet journal. Grant, I'm going to make the ornament that I cover. make. How about that? Oh, I'm, I'm saying you could do that as well. You're right. Because it's also a, a distinctly morally thing. All right. That's good. I'm saying you could do whatever you want. I'm just saying when we're talking about distinctly <laughs> morally things. All right. Yeah, I don't know why I'm getting defensive. Um, I don't know. What, what do you want us to do, Maker Mackie? Oh, it doesn't matter. I found one. I was going to say, could you do something while I find my word of the week? But All right. What is it? All right. Have I done the word pluggers before? I don't know. Sounds uh, like a hairpiece. It sounds like something else that is more inappropriate than a hairpiece. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> if you want to take plum it that bob? way. Is it a plumb bob? It's no. a plumb bob, definitely. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I have done this word before. Um, oh, no, I, I have flip flops, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yes. I remember I made it a too no far. Specific, it's, a, it's so funny that like the whole sandal is based on like the little detail of how the over pieces are attached to the sole. I find that like, yeah. really well also, I mean, flip flop, it's based on the noise it makes when you walk. So that's just <laughs> as ridiculous. Some, some of these words I find like amazing if you don't know what it is. So Go for um, it. let's make my word whinge. Hmm. Is it like, like cringe, but if you win, no, I would just say it's like you're disgusted. No. Oh. Does it have to it, do with sailing? Sailing boats? No. So let me try and use it in a sentence. Uh, my son. I'm trying to think. Oh, is it a wedgie? No. Okay. My, my son. My 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 son took my baby's toy off him, and then he decided to winch. Does Cry. it try to do it where it doesn't give it away? Cry so, or lie? Wine. Wine. Oh, like W. I think I've actually W H I N E. So it's spelled W H I N G E. I think it's kind of a British thing too. I think I've heard British people say that. All right. It's so funny to think that like that to me is just such a normal, normal word that. Yeah. Well, that's why these Australian words of the week are fun. I know. Yeah. No, but some some of these are like, like some of them are. I can tell that they're uh, they're an Australian word, but like whinge to me sounds like just a completely normal word. Well, not to me. Mm. Well, why not? All right. I want you. to thank TF Turning for the theme music. Mm-hmm. And you can find us on YouTube to search Molly Adam Grant Clamp. And please subscribe over there so we can get up to 100 subscribers. Look, we have a milestone that we're trying to get to. Just to <laughs> bring it around full circle. Um, you can follow us on Instagram under Clampcast and Facebook and Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I'll we'll give see you, you guys week. an update. Hold on, Ooh. zero zero views on TikTok so far. Oh, you got logged in. That happens. Yeah, logged in. So we'll, we'll have a link to logged Grant's in. TikTok down below <laughs> or in All the right, show notes. The however, it works. Yeah, they're yeah. probably verifying I'm a real person by like Maybe. finding out my social security number. Bye. Bye.
Um, thank you, Grant, for taking over the hosting because I was a bit lost on where to go. You got no you worries. got it back. You brought it back. Yeah, yeah, no, I got it back. It's just like trying to get the conversation going, and the it's. I think it was good having like because because it was kind of my like what I'm trying to get out there. It was good to have people ask me questions. Right. No, it was it was a good conversation. I very much enjoyed that.